Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Uneducated Rugby Podcast with me, Karen Harris. This week we're doing an Edinburgh 15 and I have Murray Anderson, the self-proclaimed and rightly so, I might add, CEO of Combined 15. So I'm expecting big things, Murray. Um, how, how hard? No pressure at all. Yeah, no pressure at all for this. How, how hard did you find uh, coming up with your Edinburgh 15? It was relatively easy because I'm a big Edinburgh fan and I've seen a lot of the, like, the club legends play. So it was fairly easy. There were some that I could mention him because he did really well for the time that he was there and so on and so forth. But I think the team I've got is a fairly it's self-explanatory, but yeah. I'll, I'll have to explain it quick like I do on my Combined 15 <laughs> videos anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, that is the great thing I must say about your videos is that, in fairness, I, I tend to put just 15s up and let people complain about them and then I respond. <laughs> but you do explain yours um, really well. And, you know, if, if there's a reason why you picked a player or haven't picked a player, I, I certainly know your feelings on uh, Liam Williams by now. Um, so, you know, that's, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that became a big thing, like, when we started doing, like, interviews for the show and it was like... Oh, but what if you got Liam Williams? That's something professional. Like, I'm not going to say to him, by the way, I don't like you. Yeah. I never like, I, I'm not going to bash him. If he's, like, it's the same with Sexton. I'll, I used to love Sexton, but now I'm not a fan. Oh, yeah. But if you ever, ever got the opportunity, I would still interview him. And I highly doubt they watch my TikToks, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt that as well. <laughs> Obviously, you're mentioning the Rugby Connection podcast there, which uh, I'm a big fan of. Um, you're also sat in your Edinburgh kit. Um, yes, I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to mention your Edinburgh kit because I was looking at that and I was thinking, especially when I was looking at this fifteen, I miss the old kit. I do miss the old kit and the logo. Is that a similar feeling you've got, or do you quite like the new Edinburgh brand? I like the new Edinburgh brand and the colours that the brand brings, but I really miss the old designs. If that makes sense, because there's one that stands out to me. I can't remember what season it was. It was, it was obviously the black and red, and it had like the lightning, like the electric coming over it. Yeah, that in blue and orange would be beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that'd be very nice. I think if you could bring back the old designs with the new brand, you're gonna get some nice, tasty kits there. So. Yeah, Edinburgh if you're listening <laughs> yeah. also Ospreys if you're listening because the state on the alternate kit is horrendous I don't know if you've seen that oh, but please have, down please have a Compared look at it last year, oh. I really wanted last year's kit yeah. and this year it's going to Bland, so, the, yeah. the alternate kit is horrendous. You know, some sort of camouflage mixed with bright neon orange. Don't ask me what that's going on. I've no idea. <laughs> um, just, I, I always do this at the start of the pod. I give you a quick quiz question. So I don't know if you've prepped or got any idea, but hopefully not. But the quiz question I have is: since the turn of the century, there have been twenty-three Scottish players to play for the, or represent the British and Irish Lions. Not not necessarily playing in a test. Um, uh, of those, how many do you think were representing Edinburgh at the time? Since when? Two thousand. Since two thousand, yeah. I've gone on a tour representing Edinburgh. Twenty-three Scottish players are represented. Yeah. How many from Edinburgh? It's a tough one. I I will ask you to try and name them as well, but that's a, that's a really tough one. Um, I mean the easy ones. There's Ross Ford. Yeah, two thousand and nine. 
Hamish Watson. 2021. I will say Rory Sullivan and Duan because they were Edinburgh players when the squad was announced. So I'm, I'm counting them. I am counting them because I think fine. I think technically at the, weird... at the start of the tour they yeah. are representing and then they sort of switch halfway through. Yeah. It's a weird one, but I am counting them. I only, I only noticed when like the change happened because there was like a game and Edinburgh put up like. Let's go, boys. And it was like Hamish, Rory, and Duhan. And then after a certain point, it was just pictures of Hamish. I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, okay. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'd still say that because I mean, there's a picture of all three of them. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll count that. Uh, Edinburgh players. Um, got four so far. Well, no, he wasn't an Edinburgh player when he got the Lion. I was going to say Greg Laidlaw. No, what? no, tough one, know, that one. Know, he, uh, he left Edinburgh in 2014, but represented in 2017. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. And is it, um, he's a prop. He's a prop. 2001, the spring of my mind. Maybe five? Five. No, no, bit bit later. You are right with the position, but a bit later. A lot later, so actually. Oh, it wasn't 2009 because it was only Ross Ford that went as a Scottish representative. Was it 2009? There's another. There's another Scottish representative from 2009. There's another Edinburgh representative from 2009. And there's a prop. No, the prop is later. But there is a, another. Oh, the prop was well, Sorry, the other Edinburgh representative. Is it Mike Blair? Was Mike Blair indeed? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mike Blair went in 2009. It? And I, I, I wasn't sure if he was. I'll give the game away. There is one other player, and this is this is the obscure one. It's 2017, and it's right. part of the Geography Six. If you remember the Geography Six, which was sort of a group of players that were called up because oh. they were local and playing nearby. Oh, it was uh, Alan Dell. Alan Dell, well done, well there played. There's, there's was, the six uh, players. I was, of like, I was trying to think of like a national squads. Yeah. That's what caught me up. And when you said a prop, I'm like, when? Bit of a sneaky one there. Sorry, mate. Um, other other <laughs> notable right, mentions. I got that. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> other notable mentions. Nathan Hines uh, represented in 2009, but was no longer part oh, of the yeah, Edinburgh squad. Yeah. Um, Scott Murray, um, which was just previous as well, joined Edinburgh in 2002, just after being part of the uh, British and Irish Lions in 2001. Ryan Grant yeah. in 2013. He had two spells at Edinburgh, but he was at Glasgow at the time that he went on the tour in 2013. Um, yeah, that's why I didn't count Ryan Grant. I knew he was a Glasgow player when he went to <laughs> or something. Um, no, that's brilliant. Thanks, mate. I've uh, really enjoyed. So that, that's, the, that's the hard thinking doing. Um, now that's we fine. get down to the Edinburgh 15. Um, which which position do you want to start with? Do you want to start with front row or do you want to start with full back? Where do you think the most uh, we'll interesting? Just, we'll, just, we'll, just front, we'll do one to, uh, one to 15. We'll one, that way. one to 15 sounds good. Uh, so I'm going to ask you for your number one, your loose head prop. It's an absolute no-brainer. Club legend. Gets known as Chunk. It's Alan Jacobson. Alan Jacobson, 286 appearances. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got him as well. Um, you know, the fact he's a club record... record um, uh, appearance makers, impossible not to yeah. have him, really, isn't it? I did have an honourable mention in Alistair Dickinson, but like you've just said, record number of appearances for Edinburgh, you can't ignore him, and best nickname in world rugby, 
chunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did actually write down um, Alistair Dickinson with his 109. I wrote down Pierre Schumann as well. I know he's only had a couple of seasons, but I think he's been a great player for Edinburgh. We mentioned on separate pods yeah. how he's not been capped by Scotland is beyond us. Um, yeah. Hopefully he gets capped this autumn or whenever this comes out. <laughs> Maybe it's already been capped this autumn. Yeah. Um, that gives you a clue that this has been <laughs> recorded a few weeks earlier. Um, that's okay. <laughs> um, that comes. That's. I think that was a straightforward choice that Lou said. But Hooker, this is a tough one. I think. I think you've got two choices, and it's a flip of a coin, really, between the two. See, to me, I I, I thought it was a very no brainer for me. But really, if you were to do like a match day twenty three, you'd have. The other on the bench. Yeah, I, I am starting. I am starting Ross Ford at hooker, but I know I know that Stuart McAnally is up there and he's had well over 150 appearances now, and granted, well deserved. But I, I just think Ross Ford is a legend. One, not one club man. He played for the Borders when that was a professional team, but pr- pretty much a one club man and very loyal to Edinburgh as well. So, because let's be honest, he was probably one of the best hookers. In the Northern Hemisphere, he could have went to the Prem or even France, and, and he chose Edinburgh. So that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, you know, went on a Lions tour um, in two thousand and nine, as we previously mentioned. Great player, um, real tough player in 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 certain ways, but seems seemed always seemed like a really nice guy. I don't know who, I don't know if yeah, he was that sort yeah, of gentle giant sort of outlook. I've never met him personally, but I don't know if you've had the chance. Uh, yeah, I've met Ross two, two three times, and yeah, he has a, he's a gentle guy. He's ve- he's very soft spoken as well. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. He's got a very deep, like sturdy voice. Yeah, it's it's not aggressive. It's very soft spoken and just a, a lovely look. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's the first two. The third place in the front row, I wrote down W P Nell without thinking. Uh, yeah. with his one hundred and fifty yeah. appearances, I. Yeah. It's a weird one with him. Do you think? Do you think he was, um, sort of unlucky with Lions duties, or do you think he was rightly not included on Lions tours? I think twenty seventeen one. He was very hard done by. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Obviously, he wasn't going to look in, which yeah. is fine. But I think. I think that's been a tell of the tape for, from like 2005, maybe 2001, to right up till 2021. Scottish representation hasn't been great. And I've always said, regardless of, um, like, who cares if Scotland won a wooden spoon? Like, look at the players they had. There's no reason why you couldn't bring them in if you knew they were good enough. And that, yeah, that one kind of, that's hard to, to get across to people, but, but yeah, I think WPNL was there or thereabouts. Yeah. And definitely, like you said, just said again, Carwin, 150 appearances, that's, it's like over like 600 caps for the front row alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> made it, made it very easy picking, in fairness. Um, uh, obviously the flip of the coin with, uh, Ross Ford or Stuart McAnally. Um, yeah. second rows becomes a bit more interesting, I think. A bit more difficult, this one. Yeah, again, I've gone for it's more just based on appearances than anything. I, I did have Jim Hamilton written down, but Jim wasn't at Edinburgh very long. No. 
No. He was very young when he left, so and he, he didn't make his name at Leicester and Gloucester and then Saracen respectively as well. So I've not picked Jim Allen through him out there. People are wondering why he's not there. No, completely. Uh, my first my first pick he, he's still playing now, current co captain, Grand Gilchrist. Yeah. I've got him at five as well. Straight in. Yeah. Well, four or five, I think, to, to me, it's kind of the same position. Tomato, tomato, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. as a second row yourself, I suppose, uh, you you don't mind as long as you're in, in, the, in the side. Yeah. Player, yeah, <laughs> 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 um, who's... I'll, play, I'll play anywhere. I'm front row registered. I played, I played number eight in my last game. Tell me anyway, I'll play scrum half next. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stayed very clear of scrum half. I, I played wing twice, and I was mentioning to Kyle this that my, my star performances were uh, uh, catching the ball once in a game. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I was very proud of that. The, the, the ball didn't come my way, in fairness. It's not like I dropped it every other time. Um, and the other time, uh, the ball was kicked over my head. I panicked, ran back outside my 22 caught it sliced it straight out on the full three yards away from where I was which <laughs> which was a great great achievement um, especially when we had a Wales under 18s winger screaming for the ball on my inside <laughs> he was really happy with me for that <laughs> nice. um, no, I've, I've played fullback centre was my main ones before I stopped playing came back and now second row back row but from a registered when called upon. I've only ever done like 15 minutes of prop work at training and I hate it. So oh, I, don't, don't, don't let me do it. I hated it. I played there for a number of years as well. I hated every second. Um, <laughs> but who have you partnered Grant Gilchrist with in your second row? Um, I, find, I find this I, a little bit tough. Yeah, because like, like we mentioned, you've got Jim Hammond, you've got Nathan Hines. Here as well. I've not picked Nathan Hines. I have. Okay. Uh, full disclosure yeah, that's, that's, that's all it's like there's no reason why Nathan Hines shouldn't be there but like I said it's, it's based on appearances I've, I've gone for Fraser McKenzie gone Fraser McKenzie that's interesting uh, he was there he was there for a while always called upon when the bigger names were on international duty yeah he generally just seems like a, like a down to earth guy as well and <laughs> He made a fair amount of appearances for Edinburgh. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Making quite a nice guy 15 this one as well, isn't it? <laughs> With, uh, yeah, a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. I've um, met, I have met Grant Gilchrist as well. He's, he's quite lovely to speak to as well, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, ben Toulis hasn't made the cut, though. Is that saying something or no? <laughs> Say that again? Ben Toulis hasn't made the cut. Is that saying something about his nature or just, just rather no, Fraser ben, McKenzie? Ben, Ben's, Ben's a great bloke. He's just... Compared to the names we've thrown out, it's, yeah, I mean, you can have really fun just for a bit of a laugh. You could say his twin brother Alex, who was there for a blank and he was away. But, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I like Ben. I'm not, I wouldn't say no to him starting or coming off the bench for Edinburgh, but nah, Gilchrist, McKenzie, Hamilton, Hines, they're the, they're the key four from Edinburgh's history. And, present as well with no, so agree with you there I think you're spot on um, back row I found this interesting because seven is easy yeah 
Um, I wrote down my eights quite quickly and then went, oh, I might have to rethink that. And then six, I found a bit more difficult. So seven, I think we're both going to agree. Hamish Watson, 120 appearances odd. The yeah. mullet's gone, but the class has stayed. Um, he's a brilliant player, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. And again, it's good to know he is a JLS handbook as well. He will happily speak to you for 10, 15 minutes. He will hold up a queue of photos just to wire to you. Just great, yeah. I... Six. I, I wrote down my number six very quickly, but there is a big honourable mention as well. So I just don't know if he was in that time frame that you've asked me from 2003. I think he was. I feel like he was. Yeah. But the one I wrote down really quickly was Jimmy Ritchie. Yeah, I just think right now, Jamie Ritchie and Hamish Watson is the best partnership in the back row Edinburgh's had ever, probably. I, I think you're Even probably though. right. I haven't gone Jamie Ritchie, but I found it tough because I wanted Jamie Ritchie. Um, I think I could guess that you're on the moment who you've picked because I think he might be my honourable mention. I've gone with Ali Hogg. Which is oh, a no, of... you were, well, we were well off there. Completely, <laughs> completely off. Um 127 appearances. I yeah. I thought he was a good player for Edinburgh. I There is part of me which questions whether he's as good a player as Jamie Ritchie, I will admit. I'm not 100% yeah. sold on that. I think the reason I picked Jamie Ritchie is because like, how well he plays now, Yeah. how well he matches with Hamish, and he's signed the biggest contract in the history of the club as well, so... It, Oh yeah, he signed up the big like a ten like a ten year deal. Oh wow! With yeah. he is not moving. He is not. <laughs> he's homegrown as well, and I think I don't know. I just think when you start writing all that, like you've they've obviously got high hopes for you. Yeah, well, I I don't blame them. I think he's a he's a brilliant six, a classic six in the old, yep. just tough grunt way. You know, the the likes of Lydiat. Um, yeah, J- Jerome Kaino back in the day as well. So I think those yeah. those are the sort of players that he reminds me of, which is high praise, I must say, because I I you know especially Lydia around twenty eleven twelve, I thought it was a phenomenal player. Yeah, of course. Um, so I you mentioned the name that stuck out to me. Pardon, sorry. Was I'm just saying I think the name that stuck out to me like, as an honourable mention, but I'm not sh- entirely sure if he fits your criteria. I can't remember when he was at Edinburgh. It's Todd Blackadder. Yeah, um, he's just outside of it mainly. I I did write his name down. Similarly, I wrote down Simon Taylor as another honourable mention, who yeah. was sort of early yeah. early two thousands period. Um, yeah. Was a cracking player for Scotland, but um, the reason we've done since two thousand and three was probably historic and down to when the region started in Wales was to that year two thousand and three. Yeah, um, and also, I thought it was a good barometer because I would have been, uh, I, I would have just about started watching rugby around two thousand and three. So I think I could could just about <laughs> claim that I knew these players. Um, two thousand three, I started school. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so who who did you go with at eight? Did you go with the current incumbent? No, I didn't go for Belmata. No. Oh wow. No, I, I love Belmata, but. I just think how good either these two are phenomenal. Either or, you could take a pick. You could have all three in the discussion, all rightfully have the race. You could have Belmata for current. I mean, I, I, my pick was David Denton. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But another one that stood out to me, we called on Ian the Fijian, but it's Natani Talai. He was fantastic. And again, big Fijian and Edinburgh just it just makes sense. It's like Corinne and the Stars. But I think they're, they're the main three. Yeah. I, I'd agree. Um, I went with Bill Matter. I just think he's a class act. I think he's a brilliant player. I did think of Dave Denton. The one thing about Dave Denton that probably held me back is if we were talking a similar time period. So if we were talking Bill Matter, how long has he been at Edinburgh now? Is it three years? Is his third year? Four years, I want to say. Oh, yeah. But if you were talking a similar period for Dave Denton's career, you'd probably say, yeah, he was a brilliant player. But his, his form has dipped and gone up and down a lot in the, yeah, in, yeah, in the last few years. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I think injury was oh, as we oh. know, like why he retired. The injury was his big downfall, and I think when he made that big move down to the prem, it broke him. Not yeah. mentally, I think it just broke his body. And but for Edinburgh, like, you look back and like, Edinburgh have never been a big fish on any, and whether it be like the Celtic Pro. 12, 14 Rainbow Cup or URC, whatever you want to call it. These days, or especially in Europe, we've never been a big fish. And he was a big factor in probably Edinburgh's most famous victory in 2011 against Toulouse at Murrayfield. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't remember many Edinburgh games I go to, but I remember that. And I've actually got the scarf. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't do that twice. No, I I I agree with you on Denton. He was a cracking player and, and brilliant for Scotland. And it was a real shame. It was a real shame that his his oh, injuries yeah. cost him because um, he could have been a real star. Um, I just especially wanted... when he came back into the Scotland setup. His last Scotland, he looked like Thor. He had the hair and everything. He... Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. Um, I just want a quick mention before we move on from back row to Alistair Strokosh, a player who I yeah. really liked. I really liked Alistair Strokosh. I thought he was... I love Strokosh. Pardon? I'm saying I love, I'm, I'm with you. I love Alistair Strokosh. Yeah, old school six. Really old school yeah. six. Um, Doing the stuff nobody wants to do. Yeah, and he did it with glee, it seemed. He seemed to really enjoy it. So I, I, I really liked Strokosh. Um so yeah, just wanted to give him a quick shout out before we moved on to um, the backs. There was one I would mention, but for Edinburgh, he wouldn't fit because a lot of his time at Edinburgh's tarnished with injury. It was John Barkley. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're there like all time Scotland or modern, they've got he'd fit in, but probably not Edinburgh because again, I think he went like eighteen months for his first appearance. Yeah, yeah. Real shame for him. Uh, if, if it helps, I think he's made a couple of appearances in our 15s already. I think, I can't remember if he actually made the cut in the Scarlet's 15, but he definitely made the cut oh. in the um, uh, Foreign Imports 15. I'm pretty sure he was in that one. So, yeah, we okay. made a couple, oh. of, a couple of appearances in our 15s already. So, we can uh, temper that and say, yeah, fair enough. It's, okay. it's, it's all right. We'll <laughs> Scrum half. Um, we are in a two-horse race, I think, this one. And two stellar players both went on Lions Tours, as we as we mentioned previously. Which one have you opted for here? I'm going to be honest, I've cheated. 
Oh, you, you cheated in that route. Okay, that's interesting. I've, I've put one at nine and one at ten. Yeah, I, I can't... I can't hold my head. I can't jump on my high horse too far because I considered it, but I've got another cheat at ten, so I can't really uh, question it. Uh, but I assume you've, I assume you've gone. Mike. Sorry, gone. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Current coach, Mike Boyer at nine, and I've put Greg Laidlaw at ten. So yeah, I can understand that. I've gone Mike Blair at nine. I didn't have Greg Laidlaw in my side, which is highly controversial. I know. Okay. Um, I I don't want to slate him too much because I think at points he was brilliant, but I wasn't Greg Laidlaw's biggest fan. I mentioned okay. the t- 2017 game up in Scotland. He was fantastic. His goal kicking was brilliant. His box kicking yeah. was brilliant. I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. My issue with him was um, that wasn't what happened all the time. I found him a little bit slow occasionally for how Scotland wanted to play the game. Um, I found him poor defensively. I do remember, you know, you you stuck him at 10. I remember him playing at 10 down in the Principality Stadium and Alex Cuthbert running through him a couple of times. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's something that probably distorts my image of Greg Leadlaw. Um, Still a phenomenal goal kicker. Anything within 40 metres was, you know, he's dead eye, but... That's maybe why I haven't gone for him. Do you want to offer the alternative why why you've opted for him at 10? It's more just going back to that infamous Toulouse game where it was a very young Greg Laidlaw. Mike Blair was at nine and Greg Laidlaw was on the strings at 10 and kicking as well. So I think, I keep forgetting that I think a lot of people will forget like in his latter career because he was a scrum half predominantly but he has played 10 and yeah. For the most part, I said played ten quite well, especially for Edinburgh. Yeah, maybe not for Scotland, but I think that's more of where Scotland were at that time. Yeah, as well. I don't think that helped. But yeah, no, I think it's hard not to have like fair play. You like you're a brave man. <laughs> yeah, very, play, it, it was and not getting rid or vice versa. So yeah, it, it was tough. So, no, I, yeah, I kind of cheated there, but yeah, I, I feel like that's a safe. Half-back pairing as well. No, I I can't blame you at all. I probably... Well, I'll, I'll do full disclosure. I've gone Blair Kinghorn at 10. So I've gone for an what? even more inexperienced 10. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Quite a simple... That's quite a simple one, this one. Reason why I had to have Blair Kinghorn in my side. I mentioned I really, really rate him. 103 appearances for Edinburgh. I think he's a phenomenal player. He has only made one season for... I always say you should put play players in the best positions. Um, Do I think his best position is 10? No. No. Um, (laughs) But I I did find it quite surprising when I was looking through the list of 10s that there wasn't a 10 for Edinburgh that jumped out for me. Is that something you've experienced? Yeah, Yeah, I noticed that as well. I think that's kind of why I pushed... Greg Laidlaw at 10, because I knew he had played 10, because I remembered it vaguely growing up, watching him at Edinburgh. But, like, even when I was writing it down, like, 9, I didn't even think, like, I just wrote Mike Blair. Yeah. Because he was a club, he's a club legend, and he's the current coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, um, if you want an interview but, with him further down the line, you wanted him in the all-time 15. <laughs> yeah, probably help 
putting them in like current 15s or all time 15s and all that. <laughs> yeah. If you want them on the show, it's all about bribery then. But um, <laughs> no, like you said, Edinburgh's never had an amazing 10. Like, yeah, I think Jakob van der Valk's probably fitting that mould now. But he's not been there long enough to proper no. decide, which makes your climate player very bold. But I like, <laughs> I like, the, I like the bold choices. But And, and, you've, and you've explained it, so that's all good. Yeah, there, there, were a couple but, other, yeah. there were a couple of other names that came to mind. Duncan Hodge had two spells at Edinburgh, but, you know... Is he as the class of player as Laidlaw or or um, Kinghorn? I don't think so. Phil Godman as well. Um, my memory, oh, my memory oh, of Phil no. Godman is distinct, and it's one memory, which is him coming on against Wales. Now, which year would it have been? It would have been two thousand and eleven, the year of the great comeback, where he's playing fullback. He's wearing a bandana around his head, and um, he is accused. I use the word accused of tripping Lee Byrne, who does a very theatrical dive. I don't know if you remember this, but Lee Byrne makes a breakthrough, yeah. chips over the top, and uh, there's there's a rather theatrical dive from Lee Byrne, which causes Phil Godman to be yellow carded late on, um, which then leads to Wales's final comeback. Um, I don't really felt. <laughs> no, I I had a feeling you wouldn't. Um, 150 appearances for Edinburgh, though. That sort of tells a story, I think. I think it's. I mean, look at Edinburgh's history. It's not the best, like success-wise. It's not. There isn't a, really a history there. No. I think it was very much at the time. It was you'll do. You know how we work. And it was just a very, very safe options all round. Yeah. As Edinburgh growing up, and just again, never really set the world alight. Wonder why? <laughs> no, not really at all. I'd agree with you there, but I think I think that's the probably the the position I struggled with most. Um, centers, I found an interesting one um, because I think there are a number of names that have had various spells. the The one name that I put in quite quickly was Matt Scott for me because I'm a big Matt Scott fan. Yeah. Two spells, yeah. ninety appearances. He's my twelve. Is is that similarly for you? I had him at thirteen, but I think I wrote it the wrong way. But so yeah, Matt Scott's in my centres, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, just, yeah. He was homegrown, played really well in his first time round, went away, came back, did great again, and now he's at Western Tigers and yeah. Playing well playing for them. Well. Yeah, yeah, playing really well for them. Um thirteen I found a bit tougher. Um and I think the main reason I found it tougher is because the name I'm worried you're going to say, I'm a really not a fan of. So who is your choice at 13? I don't know. I feel like I'm on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've gone for Nick Delica. Ah, yeah, that's just Carlin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'll say my reasons for Nick Deluca first, which is he is one of the few rugby players I've seen wear gloves. Yeah. And I used to drop the ball more often than not. That was my issue with Nick Deluca. I used to I I wasn't a fan, I must be honest. I didn't get him especially in a Scotland shirt, which is probably sort of why I've not picked him. Um 
I yeah. I, go on, you you offer the alternative view, which is you know we're speaking about a guy with 128 appearances for Edinburgh. So for for longevity and servants, great player. Yeah, I think that's really it. It was it was a safe, not steady hands. <laughs> I thought he was always he'd always wear his heart on his sleeve. Played for Edinburgh. Um, did show leadership skills like you could see him being very vocal on the defence and the attack, which it's it is great to see. I feel like using over a hundred appearances is a bit rubbish because you mentioned uh, Phil and yeah, and <laughs> he was horrific. So how he got more appearances than Nick baffled me. Oh no, I just always like Nick. I never really had any issue with him. I met him once when I was a bit younger and he was massive like I don't think like looking at him on telly actually done him any just arms like yeah like biceps it was unreal massive boy yeah so yeah I think just yeah I think that's a fair no I can understand you picking him um I haven't I I went with Mark Bennett I must be honest because I'm a big Mark Bennett fan I know he's only had 55 appearances, um, similar to Bill Matter. You know, you, we're not talking longevity here, but we're talking players who I feel are higher quality. Um, well, that's my personal yeah. opinion. No, I've mentioned my feelings yeah, on Nick DeLuca. Um, and Mark oh, Bennett, I think without injuries, would be a brilliant 13. Um, I wanted to give a little doff of the cap to Ben Cairns as well, who was quite a good player, um, played for a number of years, you know, played. 13, 14 and 15 for Edinburgh um, over 100 yeah. appearances um, was probably you know unlucky to miss out in the Scotland setup as much as he did but yeah bit of a tough of the cap to him back th- no, yeah back three is a bit more tough I think although this is probably the strongest along with the back row for me I think it's a very strong back three on paper that I've got written down and what about you? Two thirds of it are, and you could then really take it because I had one locked in on one wing, and my fullback was the easiest pick I've done. Yeah, but one wing, there was two names that stood out, and again, like I was kind of trying to do for, I was trying to play the whole longevity card. Yeah, throughout my team, but looking back, I probably will change it. So initially, I had Tom Brown written down. Oh wow! Okay. Played over a hundred because I was like I said the longevity thing. He played over a hundred times for Edinburgh, and uh, the Scotland set up Scotland sevens. This is that the next thing, but I did really want to pick. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just changing my mind. I'm, just <laughs> here. I'm going. I'm going for Duhan van der Merwe. Yeah, and Tim Visser. Yeah, same same wingers that I have here. Um... I love Darcy Graham. Same, but again. He's not. He's not been there long enough. He he kind of went through a different route. He signed like a like an academy deal with Edinburgh, went away with Scotland sevens, and then came in. Yeah. Whereas Tom Brown, I love Tom Brown. I, I'm not going to bad thing to say about Tom Brown. I just think compared to the others, it was hard. But that's why I had a pencil in because of the longevity. Because he was there for years, and that myth that he's only had the one Scotland cap. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, it's only, 
just the once. But did brown for Edinburgh, so I was going for fun in the latter years as well. But if we're just picking sheer talent and what they did, uh, yeah, it's got to be uh, Tim Visser and Duhan van der Merwe, top, top try scorers. Yeah. Tim Visser on, on the profile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was deadly. And he was absolutely how he deadly. Was, how he was not a 2013 Lion, I will never know. Um, yeah, I think you are right, in fairness. I think his form in 2013 was very, very good. I don't think he'd have got into the match day 23. I'll say that, because I think, I think the other wings were, you know, we're talking prime cuff, but... Uh, George North. George North, obviously. Tommy Bow was still kicking around and doing his thing, which, yeah. you know, he was brilliant whenever he played, even at when he retired, when he was about 30, 34, 35. Um yeah. I've gone with the same pairing, you know, Duan van der Merwe, strike rate, 32 tries in, I think, 67 appearances is phenomenal. Yeah, um, that's, that's brilliant. Uh, Tim Visser, likewise, his 60 and 130, a bit slower than Duan, I don't know what he's doing, to be honest. Um, but yeah, still very good going. Um, full back, I've obviously gone Kinghorn at 10, so I don't have that option, but I didn't think it was a realistic option anyway, especially from... Uh, my feelings currently, you're going to go with Chris Patterson, definitely. Is that. 100%. 100%. Two spells at Edinburgh. Over a thousand points scored for Edinburgh. He's, he's just the best. He played at 10, he played on the wing. I always knew him as a fullback. Yeah. Reason I got into rugby. It's hard <laughs> not to pick him. I, 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 I assume he's the one you thought I might go with at 10. Um, instead of Blair Kinghorn when I said I was going to go controversial, which I did think I about. I tried thinking it because um, Edinburgh put a thing out, I think it was last year, it was like, like an all-time fan 15, it wasn't just from 2003, yeah. and it was... They, they did it a really sneaky way, so they had Chris Patterson at 10 and Gavin Hastings at fullback. Yeah. I'm like... But Gavin Hastings didn't really play for like, for Edinburgh. It was more like Edinburgh Gunners or, or whatever they were called back then. It wasn't it wasn't Edinburgh rugby he played for. Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of cheating. It's the same like uh, they had Andy Irvin and all that. Now that doesn't count. <laughs> yes, he played for Edinburgh, whatever Edinburgh was then. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? No, it's, just... it's like. It's a similar thing I've had with the Ospreys. That's why we've gone 2003. It makes it a much easier thing for, for, for us yeah, as the Welsh. But um, The one that always bothers me on like a global like world all-time 15, Gareth Edwards at nine. I'm like, you can't tell me he'd be great now. He might be. Oh, now, okay. It's weird because obviously you can't put them in no, I, I, I do agree with you to some extent. That's why whenever I post anything, I tend to do professional, amateur. Well, yeah, professional. Yeah, yeah. Split them in two. I would say of all the players I've watched from the amateur era, um, he's one that I would say has a chance to to make it now. Him and JPR, yeah, that, that, him, him and JPR Williams, you know, they were tough players. Uh, you know, Gareth yeah. Gareth was very strong for his stature. You know, I, I, he wasn't the t- tallest chap. I've actually met him. Um, 
um, which was really cool. It was really weird why how I met him. We was at a um, concert commemorating 50 years of Bryn Tadville, the opera singer, as it goes, which is a really strange connection. <laughs> but anyway, I was there. I don't know why I was there for a start, but moving on. Um, yeah, he's he's a he was a phenomenal player. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's really weird when people put on like. And they're like, oh, it's a no-brainer. Garth Edwards, and then I'm like, no-brainer. I really? no. I I would I would say if you compare him to the standard of nines during his period, as in if you compare him versus where he was, where the other nines were versus now where the other nines are versus say Aaron Smith or Dupont, yeah. I would say Gareth Edwards is further ahead of the rest of the field than they are. If that makes sense. He was ahead. He was much more ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, which is probably why I'd still say if I was to do a, an all-time thing, I'd put him in. But I, I do yeah. see your point. It is very valid. I I don't understand the point of comparing professional and, and amateur players. Let's just yeah. let's just call them two different eras and have it as it is. Um, but coming back to Patterson, were were there any other names that jumped out to you? Of fullback, I know. Obviously, obviously, Patterson was a straight in, but did you think about moving Patterson to wing or something and putting Kinghorn in at fullback, uh-huh. or possibly Hugo Southwell? Was that a consideration? I would have probably put Hugo. I would have probably moved Hugo if yeah. needed. I mean, he's he's fantastic. On a big honourable mention is Hugo Southwell. I wouldn't have put Blair in, and again, I tried to play the longevity card and. Nobody's really sure where he plays now. Ten or fifteen. <laughs> well, I, I've just one. I've just suggested he should play thirteen. So I've added another oh, yeah. one to the mix. <laughs> um, well, you'd probably pack him over Nick Dolka anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The only time I think of any time I've put Chris in a in a combined fifteen or a or an all time fifteen or whatever, the only time I've ever moved him onto the line was first year hog. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the only time I've ever moved on. Yeah, yeah. And I think even that back three was terrifying. It was like Sean Lamont, Chris Patterson, Sure Hog. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I can I can understand it. He was a brilliant fullback, very very secure, and what a goal kicker! Massively ahead yeah. of his time, goal kicking wise, incredible. Um, so I think he's will always be my. He will always be my. Um, how was he not a lion? Yeah. That that one hurts my head. The fact that over a hundred caps for Scotland, over eight hundred points for Scotland, over a thousand points for Edinburgh, like we just said, not a lion. It's you're winding me up. It was <laughs> a strange one. I I can I can sympathise. I think there were certain years, you know, certain players got ahead of him. Was Gareth Thomas better than him in 05, even going back that far? I don't know. No. Um, Gareth Thomas was great, but do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, no, I, I do sympathise, you know, especially when you think of that 2005 to sort of 2010 vintage of Scotland where, if if we're frank, it probably wasn't the strongest of Scotland's sides, but Chris yeah. Patterson was no, a shining no. light in it, absolute shining light. Yeah. Um, and I, I think... Even, I remember, even the night. Even the nitty gritty games, it would be 40, 45 metres out. 
quite a sticks. You yeah. see Chris Patterson now. Well, here we go. Yeah. Um, um, maybe, yeah, just... maybe he was unlucky because the fly halves at the time were Stephen Jones and Ronan Agara and Johnny Wilkinson, obviously, who were quite proficient yeah. goal kickers, especially Agara and um, Wilkinson. So maybe that was oh. what he was slightly unfortunate with. But I do, I do fully value your point. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would never put him in that like, group of the tens you've just mentioned, like Jones, O'Gara, and Wilkinson. I've always seen Chris as a fullback. Yeah, no, I, but you know, say oh. say he was playing with Gregor Townsend, for instance. You'd need a goal kicking fullback. Yeah. You know, they moved Neil Jenkins to fullback for the Lions tour in '97. Uh, yeah, so nice um, perhaps if he was playing with Finn, when have got yeah, yeah, again. So it's again like what we what we discussed previously, just different era yeah yeah very much so um i always ask this question who would be the captain of the side um normally i do it with ala davis who then says well it has to be a forward has to be a forward and this is quite a strange one because um (laughs) patterson obviously captain scotland quite a lot mike blair greg leadlow both have captained the country um and then there are the forwards which aren't probably as big you know, known as captains, we haven't got Stuart McNally starting, so he can't be a captain. But Ross Ford did captain. Um, Grant Gilchrist captain. Grant Gilchrist is captain. Who who do you opt for as your captain of this all time fifteen? I'm gonna go with the man that is behind the pitch now, running it all. I'm gonna go for my work captaincy. I think that's the, I think that's the safest bet. I think this one that makes sense. I'm, I'm not against a fullback being captain. Obviously, Stuart Hogg does it quite well for Scotland. I wouldn't have said no to Chris doing it. Um, I, I just think when you start writing it down, it was going to always be Mike Blair or Greg Lidlow as captain. So, yeah, we'll go Mike Blair. I agree with you. That's that's why I'd written down as captain. Um, I I don't I don't particularly like a fullback as captain. I'd rather it to a wing. Though definitely, although which is quite surprising considering I think Yayan Evans was captain numerous times for Wales back in the day. So, um, but yeah, um, scrum half no, captain. Really. Never said captain winner. Yeah, Yayan Evans back really? in the 90s. He, he was Wales captain at wing, and I don't understand how it worked because just imagine that if you if you've got a penalty on the left wing. Like five meters out or ten meters out, he's got to run all the way from the far wing to come and talk. You know, it wouldn't work yeah, in the modern day for me. It's the same, but yeah, yeah. You know, there was the since two thousand and three all time. Not actually much changes between me and you, Carwin. No, squad. no, there weren't many. I, I was expecting a few more, um, but I don't know if that's between. Like the quality of the players that we picked, or the lack of choice in some versions that Edinburgh have uh, shown. I think certainly that back line stands up. I think you, know, you, you take fly half out. I think fly half is the one that you could have done with a, a stronger fly half, although Greg is a great player, maybe a, yeah. a guy who was an out and out fly half, just born in yeah, that role. Um, yeah. But Mike Blair, Duan van der Merve, uh, Matt Scott, Mark Bennett, or Nick DeLuca. Tim Visser and, and Chris Patterson, that is a scary back line. Um, has to be said, especially the back three. Um, I wouldn't want to be taking it on. 
Um, and, and the pack, pack's a very good pack as well, to be fair. You know, a good back row. Um, despite it's a heavy pack. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's always going to be heavy when WP Nell's in there, I think. <laughs> and, and Chunk. I mean, yeah. That's why he's called Chunk. Bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the one final question on this is, who would be your coach of choice? Um, this is a tough one, I think. There are quite a few big names that have coached Edinburgh, but without the without the success that there's been in other the other regions, it's perhaps difficult to pick one as the big name. Who would you have opted for as the best you've seen? Uh, did they have had to have coached Edinburgh? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to run through the name of coaches by any chance? I think I've got. I think you could test me on it. I think I know it. Oh, like, every coach. Oh, go on. I'll definitely test. I think. How far do you want to go back with the coaches? We'll go, we'll go 2003. 2003. So, who was the coach in 2003? It was Frank Haddon, isn't it? Yeah, spot on 2000 to 2005. Hmm. It's quite tough for Edinburgh because there are a lot of coaches. <laughs> Including are we, are we are we including interim coaches? Or are we giving that a miss? I'm, I'm not I'm not counting interim coaches because I start <laughs> counting Duncan Hodge so many times and 2005. I want to say Andy Robinson, but I don't think he was 2005. No, there are there are two coaches actually in front of him. Um, they both was did a season. Pardon? Was Sir Ian in charge? No, they both did a season each. <laughs> We've actually mentioned one of them on the pod previously and one of them is Welsh two separate individuals no, no those two are drawn a blank you could fill me in on those two so the one we mentioned previously was Todd Blackadder did 2005 to 2006 oh yeah, yeah. damn it I forgot Blackadder that's yeah and then uh, Blackadder go on yeah no, that was I just I forgot he was a coach as well. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously Lynn Howells, um, who has <laughs> Lynn Howells, who's gone on to coach Romania, Bucharesti Wolves, you know, coached Cardiff, Wales assistant coach Wales A back in the day. Um, whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> what was was what, I think back in the day was a good coach, but I think you probably got him when he was bit past his best, I think that's fair to say. Um, next, we did mention we were skipping interim, but Henry Edwards did an interim period in 2007 before uh, the next name. Andy Robinson. Yeah, spot on, 2007. Right, I, I think the one's right now for Andy Robinson. I think so. Frank Harden, then uh, Todd Blackadder, that Welsh guy you just <laughs> mentioned. I thought, I thought, I thought, I Michael Bradley. Ooh, there's an individual before Michael Bradley. There's an individual between Andy Robinson and Michael Bradley. Yeah. Not Alan Solomon, because he was after. Yeah, you're right He was there. after Michael Bradley. Between... Uh, I don't know. Scottish, Scottish coach Rob Moffat. All right, okay. Current, <laughs> I think there's a link because he's. The, I think apparently, well, although this is Wikipedia, so God knows if this is correct. But the current backs coach for the Romanian national rugby union team. So there, there we go. go. There's a theme going on here. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> they go from Edinburgh to Romania. Um, 
Yeah, you were spot on with Michael Bradley. Nick uh, Scrivener did an interim period, but yeah, that's the name. Steve Scott then did an interim period before Alan Solomons. Uh, yeah. We mentioned earlier Duncan Hodge, another interim period. He did the 2016-17 to 17 season before... Richard Cockrell. Richard Cockrell, and then the current okay. incumbent of Mike Blair. Um, out of those, then, who would you take as your coach of choice? I... I hesitate to suggest it might not be Lynn Howells. <laughs> it's not Lynn Howells or, or Rob Moffat. <laughs> um, I'd say... I always really liked Frank Harden okay. as a coach. But I think if you really want that team to be successful, it's going to have to be Richard Cockrell. Despite how much I've bashed him, he is the most successful coach out of, out of those ones. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go, we'll go uh, Cockers for that one. I couldn't decide. I had the two English lads, Andy Robinson and Cockerell. Um, I'm not having Andy Robinson. He destroyed Scottish rugby. I'd, yeah, I'd probably go with Cockerell just because I think Andy Robinson, there's too much There's too much water under the bridge when it comes to him now. Um, you, Yeah, there's too many images I've got of him walking down the stairs having lost the game or, well, I not want to bring it back again, but that, that loss yeah. in Cardiff. I, I, no, 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 no. He's just a bad coach with very long tenure for some reason. Yeah. And that's all I could say. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to start <laughs> bashing people. But no, that's, there you go. There's yeah. the combined 15s, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, let's just r- quickly run through your 15. Um, Alan Jacobson, Ross Ford, WP Nell, uh, Grant Gilchrist and... Fraser McKenzie, wasn't it, in the second rows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six, you'd gone for Jamie Ritchie yeah. with Hamish Watson and Dave Denton. Greg Laidlaw yeah. and Mike Blay were the half-backs, but the other way around, Mike Blay at scrum half and Greg at fly half. Uh, Matt Scott, Nick DeLuca, as much as it pains me to say it, uh, Duan van der Merwe, Tim Visser and Chris Patterson at full-back. Um, Murray, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed doing this with you and thanks for doing your prep on it. Really Really good, 15. Thank you, mate. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's first time I've actually done like a combined 15 like, for a show. So, yeah. So thank you for that, and thanks for having me on. It's been a, a blast. Great no. chat. Um, Absolute pleasure, mate. And you're welcome back any time. Um, hopefully Scotland can get some good results this autumn or whenever this is recorded, maybe in the <laughs> Six Nations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, cheers very much and speak to you soon. Yeah, thank you, mate. Catch you later.